Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. I don't know about you, but I love coffee. I love a good dark roast steeped in a French press and served black. Exactly how it's supposed to be enjoyed. The rest of you are just crazy. I'm kidding, of course. But adding milk, creamer, sugar, or whatever tickles your fancy is just downright heresy. Kidding again. People have always loved coffee. The earliest accounts of consumption originate in Yemen and date back into the 15th century. Coffee made its way through the Middle East, Persia, and North Africa during the 16th century, and finally into Europe and the Americas sometime later in the 17th century. Coffee wasn't a big hit in colonial America until the Revolutionary War, and it would appear that the Boston Tea Party played a major role in boosting consumer demand. Over in Sweden, coffee made its introduction around 1674, but didn't rise in popularity, along with tea, until the 18th century. The wealthy and aristocracy were those primarily indulging in these beloved beverages. So much so that the king, Gustav III, who believed coffee was poisonous, deemed its high level of consumption as a public health crisis. He had quite the axe to grind with coffee, and his impression of tea wasn't a whole lot better. He disliked coffee so much that he issued a royal edict, an executive order in today's political landscape, denouncing coffee. He levied taxes on its consumption and additional fines for failing to pay them. Gross offenders would have their prized collections of cups and dishes confiscated. Nobody paid their taxes, of course, so the king put his royal foot down and banned coffee altogether. Like American citizens during the U.S. prohibition of alcohol in the 1920s, his loyal subjects continued to disobey. The king was well aware of the bootlegging. Frustrated, Gustav devised a scientific experiment as a last-ditch effort to prove the harmful effects of coffee. But first, he needed bodies. He was informed about two brothers imprisoned and sentenced to death for murder, who just happened to be identical twins, perfect for his little study. The king offered them a deal. He would downgrade each of their sentences from execution to life imprisonment, if they agreed to be his guinea pigs. Since the brothers had nothing to lose, they accepted the king's offer. It's now jokingly referred to as Sweden's first clinical trial. One of the brothers was designated as the control, and the other the experiment. The former was instructed to drink three pots of tea every day for the rest of his life, while the latter did the same, but with coffee. Gustav thought he was being very clever. He was thoroughly convinced that in due time, the brother who drank coffee would die much sooner than his twin, thus definitively proving his theory. And if I'm being honest, I have to agree that he was clever. Although it lacks the technology we have today for monitoring such an experiment, it still has a rudimentary level of sophistication. Unfortunately for Gustav, he ultimately suffered a fatal side effect from his own health condition, being the king. Like most executive officials in public office, he received death threats all of the time. Some were taken more seriously than others, 
The latest threat to come through was, in fact, a serious one. But the king made the fatal mistake of brushing it off. It was March 16, 1792. While attending a masquerade ball at the Royal Opera House in Stockholm, Gustav was shot in the back by an assassin. He initially survived the attack and even continued with his royal obligations. But it didn't take long for the wound to become infected. Gustav died 13 days later, never seeing his clever experiment come to completion. The king did hire two leading physicians to monitor the study, which they did for some time, but they too died before the twins succumbed to their poisonous punishments. It appears that the two brothers unwittingly got the better end of this deal. In the end, the first brother to expire did so at the ripe old age of 83. He also happened to be the tea drinker. Funny enough, no one knows exactly when the coffee-imbibing brother passed away. Today, Sweden is ranked 6th in the world for coffee consumption per capita, which means that the results of King Gustav III's grand experiment were pretty clear. Coffee is life. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a 5-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener. 